Hi, right, good afternoon. Welcome to episode 53, and look who's back. I'm back, I'm back. <laughs> I'm 90% there. Yes, you so, might still cough a bit. Yeah, you might see me pull some strange faces, but yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. So what are we talking about today? Um, so today we're talking about marketing language. Um, what to use and what not to use in your marketing. Okay. And this is a little bit kind of um, do what we say, not what we do. <laughs> so, oh, really? so don't go and analyse all our marketing because we are not perfect by any means. But it's yeah, well, something I think that's... that we a strive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a great example of like the words you use in marketing. <laughs> Aspire and strive. That was a combination. All right, so you just created a whole new word. I did. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think that's the whole point of this podcast. We're not. We're not giving you this information because we're excellent at all no. all of it. It's just like sharing stuff that we learn and what we know works and what yeah. doesn't and we're all human so we don't necessarily always stick to... It's weird how you do that, right? How when things work in a particular way and you can see it's working, how you don't stick to doing the thing that works. You end up kind of self-sabotaging yourself, don't you? Which is um... Self-sabotaging yourself. Yeah. Yeah, is there any other way to self-sabotage? <laughs> I suppose not. <laughs> but uh, it's... It's. I mean, I think that's a topic for another another podcast. But um, I think that's you just end up. I don't know. I, I guess it's there's not a real kind of foolproof answer as to why you end up not doing. You're distracted. Work. Yeah, I, still, yeah. I suppose everything gets has a bit of discipline around it, doesn't well, it? I think yeah. also you think kind of oh that bit works, and so now I'm busy. Yeah, the plate spinning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you forget to kind of come back to that. Well, on that note, just before we get into this, I think. Um, so I've had this annoying cough, which has been really timely given that COVID's around. Mm. By the way, we don't think it's COVID, although I've not been tested. No, but, um, but a doctor, we've seen doctor. And, and you've everything. had it for like 15 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something that comes back um, every year or two, doesn't it? Yeah. So, um, which is, but what's been really weird about having this illness this time around is I haven't been able to leave the house. No. And um, I haven't, we haven't been able to do anything. No. And um, even though the doctors checked us all over and everything else, the doctors confirmed everything is okay. It's um, and and we've talked about health in previous episodes, and we'll we'll probably do it more in another episode anyway, because yeah. obviously today's about the marketing side. But um, it's really magnified the fact that you think everything's okay until your health takes a curveball. Yeah, yeah. And then once once your health stops, everything stops. Yeah. And because I wasn't particularly ill, ill. No. Was I've been I've been iller with other things, right? Yeah. But it was just the cough was debilitating, right? Yeah. I couldn't talk. I wasn't. I haven't been sleeping, yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And I'm not saying this is a worries me, by the way. Anybody listening, watching this, I'm saying this just to kind of underline the point of how we have to be super careful about how we look after our own personal health. And you and that we were quite lucky in that this hasn't hit me as hard as it hit in previous years, mm. and that's because we have been quite conscious yeah. because of covid and everything else about health right but um once you get your health gets taken away in some shape or form it, i'm just amazed at how much stops like yeah. how little i've been able to do well also having support mechanisms in place mm. um you know really trying to build in um what happens if because especially if you're a small business owner yeah. right because if you're if you're a micro business owner or even if you were running a bigger business and you and and everything's been like strip back because people are furloughed or you've had to let people go and all this yeah. kind of stuff. So you're the, the you're the glue that keeps together. Yeah. If you fall over, yeah. Then it's like everything stops yeah. and there's still customers that need stuff delivered to. There's still people that re- rely on you, 
And I think we should definitely do an episode on, on that whole thing. Maybe we should get um, someone like our financial friends who mm. do insurances for business owners mm. and all this kind of stuff. Like we should we should get some of them as guests because that's re- if it wasn't for the fact that we us two work as a team. Yeah. Like I've literally been out of action. I mean, we're, we're, what day are we on? The eighth today. Yeah. I've been out of action all this like up from. Well, pretty much since Christmas Day. You did a you did some some bits and pieces, but you got worse from Christmas Day onwards. Yeah, yeah. It started yeah. started to go downhill, mm. and yeah, every, like and I've I've been out of action certainly for twenty twenty one. Yeah. Like completely like not on the radar at all. It was only today where I started engaging with people on on some calls mm-hmm. that I was on today, and that was like oh. I can actually communicate now. I can actually, and that's why I was like, I'm going on a podcast. So it's a bit of a curveball, but I just wanted to just say that on this episode now that if you're a micro business owner or a small business owner, it doesn't matter what you're doing. If health isn't at your top priority and you haven't got some kind of process in place where if you are taken out of the picture for a short period of time, you, you need to you need to focus on that more than anything else because yeah. you can have great ambitions and dreams and, and all this kind of stuff for 2021 to make up for the hell that was 2020. But um, if you're not able to get out of bed or, mm. or worse, you know, for for a period of weeks and just, yeah, it's nuts mm. over everything else. Well, and obviously COVID is out there and for most people it isn't serious, but it will take you off your feet for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, I was quite, I've been quite... Um, like bullish mm. about getting ill. Mm. Like I was like, oh, it doesn't matter. Because like, we, we take all our supplements every day. We, we Big dose of vitamin D every day. All our vitamin Cs. Like loads of supplements that we take every day. We eat not too badly. We exercise pretty much daily. And mm. um, we're out in the countryside. Like we don't see a huge amount of people most yeah. of the time. Um, so we were like, hey, if we get COVID, we get COVID, whatever. Um, but yeah, these last few days have just really highlighted. Where, yeah, all right, yeah, you can get ill. That's fine, and you probably will be all right. But what happens whilst you're ill? Yeah. And um, yeah, that sucks because I've I've not been too bad. I don't think I've been. Too, oh, you probably do. <laughs> I haven't been too grumpy. Do you think? Uh, sometimes. Okay. Yeah, I've been quite grumpy. I'm not very good at being ill for any decent. No, neither no. of us are. No, twenty four hours, forty eight hours, fine. Yeah. But if it goes on beyond that, yeah, I start getting very grumpy. <laughs> Because it's just, it's, yeah, how people deal with chronic illness, yeah, uh, like for long periods of time, I, I like, wow, it's, um, yeah, how they're not grumpy and moody all the time, I don't no, know. No. But I know that's a side, I, again, I know that's a bit of a side issue, but, um, yeah, you, you have been warned. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, don't get sick. Yeah. Or well, no, mitigate things. Yeah, mitigate, because you probably will, because you're only human, you're not yeah. a robot, right? This is, there's, um, I've definitely been in the best health and shape I've been in in years, mm. and I still got knocked sideways for a week. Mm. You know, so, um, yeah, definitely, whatever you're doing right now is part of your plans. It's like, okay, well, if, if I'm taking out the picture for a few days or a few weeks or whatever it is, who can help steer the ship, pick up the ship, that was, S-H-I-P, <laughs> steer the ship. Um, That's part of my language one. Yeah, language, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely bear that in mind. Because, again, if it wasn't for the fact that it was the two of us, yeah, everything, all our activity would have stopped across all... The podcast, Smiley, Smiley Booth, mm-hmm. and uh, Say It would have all just stopped entirely, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So, Sorry. should we crack on with the actual Yeah, yeah, <laughs> i get off my little soapbox now. Yeah. Um, so, this is a list of 
kind of do's and don'ts um, when it comes to marketing language. So marketing language in any kind of online adverts, in your sales copy, in your emails to people in your blog, um, anything really, anything where you'll be kind of communicating with people about your business or your service or your product um, and what language to use. Because language is really powerful, you know, right? You know, it can... And that's how we kind of all communicate nowadays. We, yeah. We're not picking up the phone enough, so you, you're lacking the kind of, like, intonation. Um, so the, the words kind of carry it for you. So you need well, to and also people with text can infer your kind of... Uh, how what you're saying by how they feel. Yes. That's why it can be really tricky, right? Yeah. It's, uh, if they're in a grumpy mood, they'll infer that tone onto the text that you're writing. Yeah. So unless it... It's completely contrary to that mood. Yeah. It's not immediately obvious. And, it, and it's not foolproof because words have different connotations to different people um, right. to, to a certain degree. Yeah. Um, but you but there's definitely ones that you can kind of strive to, to use and, and not use okay. in, a, in a kind of general context. So the first one is to kind of... <coughs> oh, here he goes. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so I'm, I'm hoping that's the only one for this whole podcast. The first one is to avoid superlatives. So, um, what's the superlative? So, when I didn't have the same education, you <laughs> clearly. So, you were Kate was private, privately educated. <laughs> so, like, when you're kind of exaggerating, or not even exaggerating, but just really kind of going for these, like, um, big, like, oh, I used to, what I used to use the word awesome all the time. So yeah. do you mean something like that? Like everything's kind awesome. Of when it, yeah, so when you're kind Isn't of that like... Isn't Lego thingy? Yeah, this is like groundbreaking, right. uh, like the fact that, you you know, these this product works miracles, jaw-dropping, right. um, like once-in-a-lifetime experience, these yeah. kind of things. Unless you can like really, really stand by that, okay. you need to kind of be a, pull it back a little bit more, focus on kind of like under-promising and over-delivering rather than right. the opposite. Um, because you, you're just gonna disappoint people and if you've got yeah. a money back guarantee that's the first thing they're gonna do <laughs> yeah so yeah, yeah so don't tr try not to be too wow with your language well, it kind of leaves everything out there doesn't it then you've got yeah. it's very difficult to then what else do you put out exactly you, you can't kind of pull back and it and it doesn't feel very genuine you know when you're reading it I, I don't know about you but when i read a lot of that kind of stuff i'm like yeah yeah really yeah i guess yeah i know i'm guilty of that mm. i've definitely in my copywriting i've been like this is the best thing ever <laughs> Yeah, and, yeah, and awesome. Yeah, and awesome was is definitely that's a word that I've used for donkey's years, and that will always creep into my copywriting. Yeah, it's um, and it's probably a silly one to have. I wonder if that's where why it came from with the Lego. Everything's awesome. No, no, it could be actually. Yeah, <laughs> no, I was no, you, say no, no, not you. As in where they picked it up from. As in everything is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of tongue in cheek with it. Yeah, but no, you're right because it does leave you in this space where. It's almost like you're shouting all the time. Mm, yes. You know, yeah. and I think that comes across in the copywriting, isn't it? Yeah, it's like you've got the caps lock on. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think that's also a um, a symptom of feeling like the piece of content, expecting too much for the piece of content that you're sending out. So mm -hmm. we talked on a previous episode about um, how you'd written an email to for uh, for say uh, to one of the care homes. Yeah. And that you're expecting that email to do everything, right? Yes. To to introduce yourself, to explain the service in full, for them to yeah. fully understand it, yeah. then create desire for them yeah. to buy, and then to purchase. Yeah. And and I think that's the problem with copywriting in that. Yes. In the way that you've just described it, is that 
it's, it's almost like everything's got to be viral. Everything's yeah. got to have this massive punch. And it's like, well, if you look at content writing for your business, as you're telling a story and it's something that you're doing a lot of over a long yeah. period of time, then you're less likely to use those, those types well, of words, Well, and it ends right? up being very wordy because you're kind of justifying that sentence that you've just written. True. You go yeah. end up throwing all these reasons as to why it's groundbreaking or jaw-dropping or yeah, whatever yeah. it is. So you end up just writing too much and mm. then you lose people. So you, uh, that's, that's one of the other points is to try and be as succinct as possible, really. Right. Um, well, because of people's attention span. Yeah. Yeah. What was that thing that you said about? Actually less than a goldfish. Humans? Yeah. A, humans. a goldfish, I think, is eight or nine seconds. And we're less than that. But that makes sense. Like, because I, I read something the other day that I was telling you about. The, the, um, something like the amount of information that we consume today in one day is more than uh, a lifetime of information of someone in the 14th century. Yeah. So, it, so it's, it's reasonable yeah. to think that we have, things have to be succinct. And, Absolutely. And Although I don't understand how they've ever under, and they've ever measured a goldfish's attention span. I mean, really. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah it doesn't like make sense. See, no, I'd like to see that test. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so, um, along with the um, kind of being succinct and, and avoiding superlatives, is is to be specific. So you often see a lot of kind of like, oh, you know, we grew by three times, or um, you know, uh, something like uh, this this grew a hundred times over or a hundred percent growth or these yeah, kind yeah of... you see it with uh like people who try and sell you social media courses and stuff yeah. like that and they'll say oh i paid this much on ads and i made this much back well no say... that is more specific but they'll oh, say yeah. i made three times but it, oh, yeah, but, it but it could be that could be like three times one pound oh I yeah see. do you see what i mean you don't you, it, you're you're throwing these numbers out there but there's nothing concrete in that it could be a hundred percent of nothing yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it's much better to, to actually put some proper figures out there, um, or, or at least some actual facts, statements, okay. rather than things like, yeah, we grew three times, or we, this will improve your business by 100%, or 100% of what? Oh, I get it. So you would, so something like, say, for example, if you were to use our smiley booth, photo booth hire, mm-hmm. for example, right? So you, one of, if it was for a wedding, yeah. one of the benefits would be the average wedding guest book. Yeah has four signatures in it by the end of the night, four messages in it by the end of the yeah. night. The average smiley booth, photo booth hire get guest book that's filled with photos from the photo booth has 160 yeah. messages in yeah. it uh, with photos. Yeah. And, uh, which is probably about right. Actually. Well, but, uh, yeah. Or you could even say however many percentage more <coughs> because you have ca- clarified the first bit. The I average see. has four. Yeah. Um, I suppose, it, yeah, this is where targeting your message is so important, isn't yeah. it? It's like... One thing to state certain numbers and everything else, but it has to be directed at an audience yeah. that understands the applicability that right? yes. or the, how applicable those detail, the, those numbers are to their lives. Yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah, it needs to be tangible, something right. that people can understand. Right. Um, the other thing is not to be um, really slangy or sweary, and right. this, this this is kind of it does depend on your audience to a point. You know, okay. I mean. Um, uh, Joe Rogan, that you listen to a lot, is obviously his podcast are normally very sweary and he's got a massive, massive audience. So it's you not... sound like such a mum. <laughs> but it's not that it doesn't work. Yeah. But you just have to be aware that it is polarising and, and as is being really slangy. If you're trying to be like cool with the kids and yeah. and say all the like the latest slang language, you are going to be alienating some people. So you've just got to be aware of that. Yeah, because and... some people use it as part of their identity, yes. don't they? They use that. There's a... Um... 
a friend of mine introduced me to some fitness guy on Instagram to follow. Mm-hmm. And I looked at his, I was looking at his stuff randomly. And um, yeah, he uses like what I think is quite extreme ends of the language. Like, yeah. And um, like, I'm going to sound like a real whatever it is, prude or whatever yeah. it is. But there's certain words, swear words that I just don't get yeah. ever use, yeah. right? And he will use them all the time. In yeah. there. And you, I agree with the polarising side. Yeah, it's, exactly. Well, and also people, you know, if it, you wouldn't listen to that, for example, around the kids. You no, yeah, that's true. Um, so you, you have to be aware of if, you're, if you've got like a family-based audience or if you're going to be impressionable towards kids. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I listen to somebody who, um, you know, <clears throat> states that she is very sweary. Right. And I was listening to her. Um, she was doing like a live challenge, that, like a five-day challenge. And it was the first day and she was just kind of introducing herself and who she was and what she was about. And she and she said, and I do swear a lot, guys. So I don't want any effing emails from you tomorrow saying that love the content but didn't like the language because I always get them. And I thought, well, if you always get them, don't you yeah, think maybe yeah. you should just tone it down a bit and then you wouldn't yeah. get them? <laughs> Yeah, I always think it's an odd dynamic to to choose that type of language as as like an identity piece. Yeah. I get it. I suppose it's this whole like where we've talked about authenticity before. Yeah, exactly. I suppose yeah. it's like oh, it's because I'm. Yeah, being if that is really you and and you're comfortable doing that and you're comfortable in the fact that you may be alienating people, then go ahead. But just I'm just saying that do be aware that it it can alienate people. And I've I've heard people when. Um, not slangy, but kind of like really informal, like language when they're, I don't know, when they might say, um, I don't know, just uh, things like loveys or, um, right. or do you know what I mean? Just like overly familiar. And I, when I read stuff and I, I think, I'm not your friend. You know what okay. I mean? It's, it just makes it, me feel uncomfortable because they're, it's not genuine because I don't even know them. <laughs> yeah, but then maybe you're not their audience. Yeah. You yeah, know, that's, true. that's, We've talked about that before, about how you don't have to copy people. No. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> um, and you'll find your own audience. You'll find people that love the way you communicate. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, but I, I think, because we had, I remember when we had a, because you can go too far the other way. Mm-hmm. And we, I remember in Smiley Booth back in the day, I employed a, a guy, because I used to be in corporate banking mm-hmm. back in the day. And um, and then I jacked that in for us to do Smiley Booth full time. Uh, and we were, the business had grown quite a lot and we had uh, quite a few staff and we need more. Mm-hmm. And I was on the lookout for a sales member of the staff. Yeah. And I, do you remember the guy I'm talking about? Yeah. And this particular individual was working, he'd been, he'd, he'd retired or been made redundant from his yeah. role in the bank. But he was like a relationship manager, wasn't yeah. he, in, um, in the bank? And I, I said to you, I said, this guy's going to be great because yeah. get him in, he'll be able to, uh, he understands what it is to build relationships, communicate properly with people, look after people and really keep them focused on or keep the business focused on getting them what they need. And we got him in a role and he's a lovely bloke yeah. and we both agreed when we, from my relationship that I had with him in the bank and when we got him in the office, we were like, this is going to be perfect. And... He just couldn't lose the banking language, no. the formal language, yeah. and whether he was writing it or speaking it. <coughs> Excuse me. And we ended up having to let him go. Yeah. Because no matter how much training we did, yeah. he just, we couldn't train it out of him. Yeah, and it's, as I say, <coughs> it, it is a, it, it does depend on your audience, and I think Smiley Booth definitely had its own language to a point. So it really does depend on your audience, that's fine, I'm just saying to be aware of it. <laughs>
yeah. basically. Don't don't just talk as you would to a friend. Do you just be aware of the connotation of the language that you are using, and and is that right for your audience? Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. It? The banking is a perfect example. You wouldn't in banking use the flowery language. Well, and vice versa. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they just did not resonate with this this no. individual at all, did they? Because they were like, this feels very clinical and yes. very and. Of course, events are not that at yeah, all, are they? Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, so it's it's just being aware of, of how you kind of come across. Um, so a good thing for um, all businesses, whether you are into uh, banking or events or whatever, is to try and tap into emotional language. Um, so words like um, imagine, inspire, uh, dare, dare to dream, that kind of thing. So you're, okay. you're in, inspiring people in creating that kind of emotive language. Yeah. And also on the flip side of that, um, trying to uh, allay any fear, any fears. Alleviate me. Allay. Allay, is that a word? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, <laughs> private education is also educating me now. I haven't been looking these up just to use for this okay. one. <laughs> Um, any fears? So when, when you would talk about things being like secure right. or proven, um, or uh, protected, these yeah. kind of things. It makes the customer feel safe, that you're a safe choice. <laughs> well, I think the um, objections, when you get objections to your product or service, and changing those objections to your, yeah. you're smiling at me in a weird way. Because objections is the great one. Don't use the word objection, use concern. Yeah, no, that's, but, yeah, but I'm using it in this context. <laughs> yeah. um, but the objection side is, like you, taking an objection and using that as your lead marketing, the response to that objection before they ask the objection yes. is a really smart way of, uh, of creating content, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and to be honest and in- intentional with, with what you're saying, you know, not, not trying to kind of pull the wall over anybody's eyes um, and just just be very clear and direct. And I've yeah. definitely learned that with, with Say It, or I'm still learning it with Say It, because Say It's been such a difficult thing to communicate to people, even yeah. though to us it's so simple. It's crazy hard as Yeah, well. that I've, I've been, I mean, for, for those listening for the first time, um, Say It is our uh, video hosting platform where you can uh, send group videos to somebody as a gift, um, as in a present, um, or you can use it for like marketing purposes. <laughs> to us that sounds quite simple but yeah, really we simple. have really struggled to kind of communicate that to people until we actually sit down with somebody and talk about it so. yeah I mean to the extent where we've had people going great that sounds great yep yep awesome and then you go back to them and you go well we're we doing something like, I don't really understand it so, yeah. <laughs> so yeah I mean that's a failing on our part oh absolutely um, but it's so. been a real real learning journey and still is yeah um, using that like, and I think that's because I've tried to flower things up too much a lot of the time right when you just have to be just really clear and simple. Yeah, really direct. Oh. Well, and, and that's a good example, actually, guys, that um, we understand these principles. Yeah, we don't get it right, you oh, know, no. and, so, and, and that's not necessarily a testament to our IQ or commitment or discipline. It's got nothing to do with that. Sometimes it's just that you're really too close to yes. what you're doing and you need an external party sometimes just to come in and go, just try that instead. Yeah, definitely. And it just makes a bit more sense. Language that dilutes your power is a is another one, um, and there's these words that come out that you just you don't even think of, and um, a lot of them are things like just and only, yeah, um, and they they really dilute your power. If you say to somebody, "Oh, it's just fifty pounds," or "It's right. only fifty pounds." But then you say to somebody, it's 50 pounds. Right. The second one is actually way more powerful. Yeah, yeah. But people feel that they've got to put these kind of like mitigating words in. It's like, oh, it's only 50 pounds. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. 50 pounds. But it actually dilutes the whole kind of premise of what you're saying. Yeah, I suppose that's the, um, 
One, it's insecurity, isn't it? Yes. And two, we've seen that. We've seen that type of marketing yeah. so many times before, haven't you? And you assume that that type of marketing works. Yeah. But, um, yeah. You, but like yeah. you say, it's insecurity, but I think that comes across. Yeah, it does. Without you realising. So, yeah, it does. Yeah. It's, you, well, that's, we, that's the sales piece as well. You've yeah. got to be prepared to um, not stop, get out of your head that you're going to sell to every person. Yes. And, and always be prepared to walk away from any kind of deal, isn't yeah. it? We talk about that a lot with Say It and um, Smiley Booth, where we're just about to do a load of corporate activity mm-hmm. for 2021. And it's really easy to get screwed over on pricing mm-hmm. when you're talking, because people mm-hmm. want to negotiate. And because you want the deal, yeah. you'll just screw yourself over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and you're right. We've both used that type of Absolutely. language. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. all the time. Um, and avoid things like I feel or and any kind of we, you know, the, the customer doesn't care about you. It's all, mm. it's about them. Um, so they any kind of like we do this and we do that. They're like, who cares? What well, are you doing for me? <laughs> yeah. Well, some of the best copywriting that I ever see. And you even see this. Uh, like I see this a lot on um, like some of the people that I follow that really surprised me. So I follow Jordan Peterson. Mm-hmm. Right? So uh, who's just kind of this is a growing in popularity over recent mm-hmm. years, isn't he, as a psychologist and everything else. And he's just been pushing his new book. And he did a little video. And it was really interesting because he's not somebody I would have thought was a marketer uh, stroke sales type person. Right. Yeah, his little video, he said, so he mentions the book and then his entire, it goes on for about, I don't know, a minute or whatever it is, talking about the book. But he never references I, me or we or anything like no. that all you and your and the whole language the whole he's written it is all you and your all the way through and as I was when you become aware of that yeah. as, as, as that's a marketing strategy yeah. I, I, it completely changed my view of his understanding of what marketing is yeah. like he knew precisely what he was doing when he wrote that out but that's really interesting that you, you say that actually because I was going to say the one um, caveat to that <coughs> is if you are like a personal brand or, or a person as it were because right. Because people are interested in you, so yeah. that kind of gives you a bit more poetic license to say "I win." Yeah, no, he but didn't even at all. In, even in that environment, yeah. yeah, because he was basically demonstrating the impact his book would have on your life. Yeah, and it was very much if you feel, if you are, you yeah. deserve, and all this kind of, and and a lot of really good marketing copy never references the people. No. there's never a, a what's the terms? Um, I don't know what the terminology is, but. Yeah, they always lead with you and your... Yeah, yeah. In absolutely. fact, if you look at some of the biggest companies on the planet, like um, Apple and things like that, yeah. when they talk about, and you use the words imagination and so on, yeah, yeah. they tap into all that type of language. Yeah, exactly. But they, they project that language onto you. Yeah, because it's inspiring you to purchase. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with them. Yeah, you yeah. see it in car adverts yeah. and all the time, don't you? Yeah. There's never a, we want to do, we this, we no. that. It's, this is a vision you should have yeah. for you. Yeah, exactly. Um, another one is to avoid being pushy or bossy. So you see a lot of these on um, uh, time-limited offers. Mm-hmm. Now, we talked about this in another podcast, that time-limited and, and scarcity is absolutely a really good marketing te- technique. But don't sit there going, hurry up and buy now. You know? Cause it, yeah, desperation makes people run a mile. Yeah, it's desperation, but it also comes across as bossy. You know, you're, mm. you're being told what to do. And it's like, well, I don't want to work with this person if they're going to be telling me what to do every five no. minutes. So, yeah, try and avoid that kind of harsh, pushy language because it, it will just 
people's defences just go... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's good to have offers. We did a whole episode on pricing um, in one of the earlier episodes yeah. um, and pricing strategies and offers and all this kind of stuff. But the... Um, yeah, if you're going to do an offer, you do it. If you're going to do a time limited offer, you do the time limited offer. You give everybody the information they need to make that offer, uh, to to for them to take up that offer. You make it clear how you're going to communicate with them between now and the end of that offer. And when the offer is finished, the offer is finished. Yeah. Like, move on. It's the next thing, yeah. and you can't you can't keep coming back to that offer. Or, or no. if people aren't interested, not interested. But yeah, we've definitely been guilty of. Um, and it, trying to drum up yes. like interest and demand mm-hmm. and time-limited stuff. But <clears throat> it goes back to that, what we were saying earlier in this episode, of trying to have... You haven't done a piece of content all week. Yeah. And this is your one piece of content yeah, that yeah. you've done, and you've put a load of thought and effort into it, and you're chucking it out there and hope that people take it up, and then nobody is. Yeah. And, and, and so your so desperation comes in. Yeah. Whereas exactly. if you'd have done... If this was your... 8th, 10th, 14th piece of content mm-hmm. wouldn't matter. Yeah. If you plan it in advance in the first place, then it, it doesn't need to have that time... Well, sorry, it does have that time-limited element to it, but it doesn't need to have the language associated with that. Yeah. And using language like that, hurry, and now, also um, often ends up in buyer's remorse. Yeah. You know, people will jump on that because they think, oh, God, I've got to do this. And then they're like, oh, hang on, I didn't really want to do that. <laughs> well, yeah, hang on. You should just clarify what buyer's remorse so, is. Yeah, so, yeah, buyer's remorse is um, when people buy something and they're happy with their purchase and they're like, yeah, yeah, I did this. And then they'll go and speak to their friend or their other half and go, yeah, I bought this. And they'll go, well, what did you buy that for? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, oh, I found something just like that down the road and it was really cheap. And the thing is, if you not determined built a relationship with that person or, or a sense that they're getting a lot of value out of your product or service then when that person turns around and says oh you could have just done that with somebody else and got it for this yeah they will absolutely try and dump you for the other person because yeah. there's yeah. there's no sense that they they feel like they owe you anything in that respect or that they know you enough to want to stay with you rather than the other person that they yeah. know enough about you or your service or your product yeah buyer's remorse we should do an episode the amount of times we say that yeah. we say we say in an episode we should do an episode on that <laughs> bit but we definitely should do a thing on we buyer's remorse we need to go remorse. back and listen to all our episodes oh jeez there's quite yeah. a lot of hours of content yeah what episode is this 53 oh jeez yeah <laughs> so um, another thing to avoid is negatives so um, don't and right. you know uh, if, if you say you're often stopping people doing what exactly what you want them to do. So if you if you you know when somebody says you don't think of purple elephants and the first thing you think of is purple elephants. Yeah. yeah. So avoiding kind of using the negative language and just using the positive instead. Yeah. Um, is is a much more powerful technique. Yeah, incorporating language that is just is all about moving them along. Yeah. Like describing the journey that they need to go on to get yeah. on, to come on board yeah. is way more powerful than yeah. Positive them. and empowering is is going to leave the potential buyer feeling a lot better about your product and even if it's not right for them they might recommend it to somebody else but this is sales copy you're talking about now well it's yeah it's all marketing language yeah but there's copy. a lot of blog type copy mm. that leads with the negative first like you often hear mm. like you often hear about identify the pain yes. at the beginning of a blog post or a or a piece of copy yeah and then then you describe the solution under, underlying it's it. It's not so much avoiding the negative as a topic. It's negative language, like the words right. don't right. and, you know, no. Or it's, oh, okay. It's so it would be, so if you're an insurance seller, just for argument's sake, yeah. you wouldn't say don't, da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. You'd say, 
these many people died of this this year. These yes. many people ran out of like yeah. income within the first two weeks. Da, yeah. da, 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 da. This is how our solution helps you. Yeah, yeah, that, exactly. So, rather well, than don't be the guy that... Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, exactly. Right, I see your point. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, being aware of cultural biases as well. Mm -hmm. um, you have to be very careful of, of some language nowadays that you, you just don't even realise is, is a bad thing. Um, I mean, one that I, I mentioned on a previous podcast was um, about uh, the whole Black Lives Matter movement. Right. When I, I said about All Lives Matter. Yeah. And, and you were like, oh, no, you can't say that because yeah. it, that was a whole whole nother kind of political thing that I had nothing I had no knowledge of at all because I don't really follow well you and I are in a media. bit of a bubble a lot of the time yeah. so if if you haven't listened to our previous episodes um one of the things we talk about in a really early episode is about protecting your headspace mm -hmm. like and and protecting the information that you take like protecting what types of information that you're taking in all yeah. the time because it can really affect your headspace yeah so one of the ways in which we protect ourselves is by not being on social media too much yeah um, not following the news all the time yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So when you made that comment, mm. you were completely unaware yeah, of, uh, I think it was predominantly the States where it was all kicking yeah. off, how inflammatory that, that yeah. statement was. Yeah. And then, but I'd seen it because it was referred to in some other podcast. I yeah, think. exactly. Um, but yeah, you're right. You, it's Well, you can hear these phrases and think nothing of it and not know that they're connected to something or that they've got a history. <coughs> Yeah, it's difficult because you can find yourself in a situation where you can be a bit paralysed, especially in today's today's world. We're, in, we're doing this podcast obviously in 2021 and for the last four or five years, I'd say the social justice warrior types on yeah. social media and the, the general lynching that happens to people for yeah. misstepping, yeah. irrespective of their intent. Yeah. Um, it, it makes people very fearful about putting I, stuff out there. I think. Yeah, I'm not saying don't put stuff out there and don't. Um, and if you believe in something, you know, all power to you. Put your opinion out there. That that's if that's up to you. Well, that's just, the purpose of freedom of speech. Exactly, right? but it's it's just being aware. Yeah. Don't don't put it out there out of it, out of ignorance. No, um, well, I think if you always work because we work from the principle of being a force for good. Yeah, like that's that's how we fundamentally work in all our yeah. business activities and in life and everything else. It's like. One of our core tenets is right. Okay, we we want to make sure we're being a force for good. That's mm. why the podcast exists, right? It's like all of those things, and I think as long as the basis of what you're trying to do resonates from yeah. that, a, a good place, and I don't think you'll have too many problems. But yeah. you're right; you can misstep. Yeah. But as long as you, I think, if you've got a body of work, yeah, that demonstrates that you're that 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 is just a misstep because you you were ignorant of that issue. Mm. Yeah, I don't see it as too problematic. But you're right, you can we've been quite lucky in that respect. So yeah, far. just just do your research before you kind of jump on the next, you know, statement that you hear that sounds sounds great. To, like people talk for example a lot about like spirit animals and things like that. Right. And, okay. and I, I knew someone that did a challenge, um, what's your in a spirit animal and she kind of tied that to marketing but she didn't really know anything about that world of right, what she okay. was talking about in terms yeah. of spirit animals and things and that's connected to like a whole spiritualism and religious <coughs> area that I don't know much about either but yeah she got in the hot water with some of that so yeah just... oh it's, it's very easy I think and a cultural bias I think that's a really interesting um it's something we weren't aware of until we went traveling mm. and you don't realize how much your own culture defines the lens in which yes. you look at everything through. Yeah. Because we thought we were quite like... 
Well, and especially as, uh, especially as white kind of English, I think uh, hmm. you need to be even more aware of that. Yeah. I think you have a responsibility to be aware of that for other people. Yeah. So that you're not unintentionally offending your audience. Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, especially in today's world. Yeah, that's what and, we're, and the reality is, I mean, we're on episode 53. We, we have planned to do lots and lots and lots more episodes yet, and we probably will make a misstep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and it, but it's not out of malice or anything like that. No. But you're right in, in all content, and you've got it. This what you're describing right now is based on the premise that people should be producing a lot of content a lot of the time. Yeah. If you are in business, it's like this isn't something that you do once a month or once a week. This is something you should be doing daily, and and working within this framework that yeah. you're describing. They're like uh, like the guide rails on a yes. bowling alley, yeah, right? Yeah, it just keeps you within safe. Yeah. Yeah. You're not necessarily going to always be out of danger, but no. you're less likely to run into danger. Yeah, and it just informs, you know, your whole marketing um, ethos and, yeah. like, the congruent nature of all your stuff will come together as that's your language, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's how you present things. Well, and also, if you end up growing to the point where you're recruiting people to do this for you mm. or to write copy for you... Yeah, you can give them yeah. the, the guidelines as well. Um, so a, a, a smaller point is just to kind of... Try and be more creative than the um, the bog standard that you see in a lot of the time. Like, you know, if you can avoid on like buttons on your website, submit right, or okay. click here. Yeah. Or um, if you've got packages like bronze, silver, gold, you know, if yeah. you can try and do something a little bit more creative and out the box, it just it's just a bit of a breath of fresh air for people yeah, um, rather than just kind of copying everybody else. Yeah, and that's about research as well, right? Yeah. So, because we've been guilty of not, <clears throat> of like trying to reinvent the wheel all the time and there's there's people out there doing an awesome job in that creative yeah. aspects of those buttons or the particular type of wording yeah. that you can just what do they call what's the terminology uh, swipe and deploy yeah <laughs> into your own business right yeah, it's absolutely. like you see something you love like implement it in your own business because just because you've seen that thing doesn't mean everyone else has yes so. And um, online thesauruses are your best friend as well when it mm. comes to language. You can swap things like problem for challenge, uh, you know, valuable rather than cheap. Yeah. has completely different connotations. Um, you're, if you're asking people to make an investment with you rather than the cost of it is or the price of it is, it's, okay. a, it's a, just a, a nicer way of putting things um, yeah. and just makes the whole experience richer for your reader. Yeah. Yeah, the more you do it, the easier it gets to write content like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I've I've been doing a lot of this because of, of say it um, prior to Christmas, and it does definitely get easier. I yeah. I used to sit and stare at a blank page for an email campaign for ages, um, but now I've just kind of started to just write. And I mentioned this on um, the podcast I did the other day without you, and I talked about the word for the year. Right. Um, that it, just just start writing. <coughs> Um, you know, it does. It it could it could start with. I had for breakfast this morning. It doesn't doesn't need to. It just gets yeah. you writing. It get it gets the words on the page, and you start to come up with ideas while you're writing, and it's, it becomes a, a quite um you know organic experience. And if especially if you feel stuck and if you feel blocked, just just start writing anything. We used to, I used to do it at uni all the time in my script writing course. I think it's a really important thing to do, if you're in getting into business or in business anyway. I think having a notebook. I have. I have one here, which I'm waving around in front of the camera at the moment. But um, like I write in that all the time. Like, and you have your own notebooks and everything else. Yeah. Is taking taking stuff out of your head and putting it on paper, even if it seems 
like redundant to do that yeah. because it's like, well, I've, I've thought it now. Why do I need to write it down? Well, and, a, I, and I find the physical act of writing just, I don't know, something about it. I find that yeah. easier than typing. Well, I think there's a process when you write, write anything, when you write content or strategy or just your own thoughts, it's like there's a process of you are taking that thought, putting it onto paper, and then you're detached. It's almost like you're detached from that thought and then you're analysing it yeah. in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. You know? It's a bit like, it's almost like a form of meditation. You're... Because meditation is about standing apart from your thoughts, right? Yeah, yeah, and being yeah. in the gap between yes. your thoughts. And that's kind of how I see when you write stuff out. It's like we're working a lot on our strategy for this mm. year and trying to make sure that we're running at full speed on everything at the mm. moment. And as part of that, like I was, I've spent a lot of today writing a lot of this stuff yeah. out and making sure it's all... And yeah, writing content and writing strategy down and all this kind of stuff is really really important yeah, uh, yeah you can't keep everything up here you're too distracted there's too much yeah going on. yeah absolutely although some people do also swear by you know just talking into like a dictaphone or something yeah. to get their their thoughts out it's and fine then... if you go back to it yeah no i mean if you wanted to write a blog post <coughs> right. um and you know you don't like writing as such yeah. that is a way you can do it you can just talk yeah, um, yeah. and then because there's lots of kind of like transcription services that will transcribe what you've talked for like yeah, yeah, yeah. 10p a minute or something like that yeah i mean christ we've seen how powerful talking through stuff yeah. has been for, for this podcast yeah 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 absolutely I mean, christ knows how many hours of content we've created off the back of yeah the episodes we've done so far yeah yeah, yeah exactly so i hope that's been useful um that oh, was at the end of the episode already it is. yeah wow i survived <laughs> i only coughed a couple of times so yeah that's that's just some kind of do's and don'ts um, or some guidance for your your marketing language. Um, and uh, yeah, just give it a go. Just get, get writing. And um, and there's plenty of, there's also plenty of um, freelancers and that as well for your content if you do, if this is really kind of alien to you and you're like, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. But it also helps you guide them as well, doesn't it? So that, because yeah, we, um, we use a blog writer in our business and her style is very much what we, what, goes with our business doesn't it it's a yeah, kind of yeah. informal chatty style um whereas you know if we wanted something much more formal then that wouldn't really suit what she does so yeah, it kind of informs that as well yeah it does i do want to say before we get off this episode though because yeah. i really wanted to do that word of the year episode i, was I did cover annoyed. your word um, what did you say my word was was faith oh. but you can explain why okay because <laughs> cool. i didn't really do a very good job of explaining so, why because i'm not in your head what episode is that 51 uh no 50 52 last last episode was the words no it wasn't was the it? last episode was with Yusuf that oh, was of course the interview. it was sorry yes so yeah. episode 51 yeah. word of the year guys if you're uh, listening or watching this check it out Kate did a whole episode on choosing a word for the year and, I, and it was one that I really wanted to get on and I just want to just take two minutes just to talk about that very quickly I chose the word faith mm-hmm. and the reason why I chose so the whole principle of word of the year is and um, so instead of new year's resolutions or to guide your new year's resolutions um choosing a, a word for the year so it's it's like a theme to live your year by so my word um as you'll hear in episode 51 was brave um and that can translate to so many things like brave um i've been picking up the phone and making sales calls which is not something i never like done do. before yeah <laughs> i dealt with a snake in the bathroom which is never done never before. do um yeah and that's so... not euphemism <laughs> so this absolutely was a real life wildlife snake <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna be able to talk now. Um, yeah, so I that that's my the year was brave. Um, and yeah, so yours is is faith. Why? <laughs> yeah, <coughs> excuse me. Um, so 
predominantly because it's never been something that I've ever relied upon ever in the past, right? I'm not a religious person or anything like that. And, um, but one thing that uh, 2020 did for us was obviously our core business is Smiley Booth, Photo Booth Hire, which is an events-based business. And uh, the events industry just basically got switched off in 2020. And we went through hell in 2020 yeah. with lots of different things going on with that business and, uh, and with a number of different things. Um, but we still had to do the work. Yeah. And um, but it was the first time ever in my adult life where I had to do the work without any guarantees of what a result looked like, mm -hmm. and um, I couldn't even pinpoint what what the work would create. Yeah. They like, and um, where and that's very different for me because normally in business I will identify a result where I, where I want the business to be or our fitness levels or anything like that. Yeah. I'll identify a result. And then I work it backwards from there. That's yeah. always been our strategy, right? Yeah. It's saying I, I unravel the steps. It's a bit like if you hear these people that want to run a marathon, for example. They go, right, I want to run a marathon. How many, how many miles a week do I have to run? And how do I, and all this kind of stuff. And then they work backwards. That's exactly how I've always worked. Um, we couldn't do that. You still can't now. I mean, we're yeah. in January of 2021. So what 2020 did is it introduced this idea of faith, as in, okay, if we just do the work and we do good work, yeah. and we do it with the best of intentions, and we work hard at it, there will ultimately be a result. We can't define specifically what that result might be yet, but the work will create something of itself. Mm -hmm. And and that, it dawned on me that that's faith. Mm -hmm. It's like, I have faith that there will be some good that comes from the, and yeah. I don't know what that good is, but I have faith that it will. Yeah. And um, so yeah, that was my word for 2020, and that's what I got it right then. I was there, did you say kind of what I said. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so that I just wanted to just because I knew that we're gonna roll into the next episode, next episode, and I'll never say it. But yeah, I think if if you hadn't listened to the word of the year, I strongly recommend that you do and um, and give that some thought because I think we all function in one way, shape, or form. I thought we both felt that when that was introduced to us, that that kind of summed up, yeah, like how we all function in a particular. Like, so for example, some people might say. Oh, how was your 2020? And they'll go, they'll immediately pull a word out of their backside. They'll go, that was tough. That was horrible. That was, did it. And they'll yeah. define it with a word, yeah. won't they? Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, can you make that word a more empowering, positive yeah. word? Well, and I like that it lasts throughout the year. You know, unlike New Year's resolutions, whether you achieve it or not, yeah. you kind of, by July, August, you're kind of done almost, really, aren't you? Yeah. If you have even stuck to it. Whereas, a word you can just keep showing up yeah you can keep applying that word to different scenarios and situations and that, that's what i liked about it is it, it will last the whole year it feels more meaningful doesn't yeah. it it feels more do you, what was your word for is your word for this year brave yeah. it is brave mm -hmm. yeah i just yeah. started it before christmas because i'd already decided that my word was brave yeah i think mine's still going to be faith i think yeah. for this for this year but um yeah cool so i thought i'd just hijack the end of that with that but, tangent yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> okay. See you on the next episode. Thank you. Have a good day. No, I want to change that. <laughs> Did you say thank you? Yeah. Okay, we're going to keep rolling. No. We're going to keep rolling because Kate really didn't want to say thank you at the end. <laughs> and now she's really embarrassed. So thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah, but you did it the thank other day. You. Don't do that to me. Yeah, I am. And that's the end of the podcast, guys. <laughs> Stop it. Have a good day. Mm -hmm.